Over the last year, I have been reconnecting with an old high school friend who recently retired as an entrepreneur in biotech in the Boston area. He and his wife are in the process of renovating a very old farmhouse in Vermont where the two of them plan to move to, perhaps when his wife is no longer teaching. The 18th century house is on 150 acres of forest. One day, my friend was talking about his future goals with his friend, who is an executive coach. The two were walking and talking and found themselves standing on a meadow overlooking his property. At that moment, my friend began to see a life goal forming where they would use this place as a retreat center for helping people to envision what they can do to prevent catastrophe due to climate change. Although many people are still not aware of the urgent need to address climate change, one of the things my friend realized is that some people are already so anxious about climate change that they are freezing up. They feel that it is already too late, so why should they bother to do anything? Luckily, my friend came across another person who worked at a nonprofit whose job is to educate people that all was not lost and that we need to meet our worldwide goals working as individuals and by simply working through it. So this threesome, my friend, the coach, and the climate change professional started meeting, reading, and comparing notes. They decided they would put together a retreat with a small group of friends to troubleshoot their method for transforming climate anxiety into hope. The first group to participate would be called the Alpha Cohort. And I was lucky enough to be invited to this first retreat, which was held last September. One of the things my friend and I had been talking about over the years has been my interest in Wan Buddhism. So my friend asked me if I would be willing to lead a meditation during one of the mornings of the retreat. Mindfulness was something that about half of the group was familiar with. In fact, uh, the executive coach had named his business the Mindful CEO, and another participant, who was one of his three sons who were there, uh, was a regular yoga practitioner. From my standpoint, being mindful is a way to shift our nervous system from a sympathetic or fight-or-flight response to a more relaxed, parasympathetic response. This perspective was useful for the scientifically-minded group. Mindfulness could, use, could serve as a tool to help reorient people in the face of the existential problems our planet is facing. If I had more time with the group, we could have talked about Wan Buddhism's threefold path and how that relates to making change happen. Mindfulness relates to the first of the three paths, cultivating the spirit. We will see how the other two paths Inquiry into facts and principles and mindful choice and action are other ways to take apart this problem of climate anxiety. So we can use one Buddhism practice to address this problem directly. 
The trio of retreat organizers designed the two-day event around two visioning exercises to work through this problem. One was based on the concept of active hope that was popularized by Joanna Macy. The active hope exercise involves seven steps, but I will group them into its four major categories. The first is to think about the things that we, are, we love and are grateful for. The second is to recognize what pains we have in the world. The third is to reframe the problem to visualize what you hope for. And the fourth is to go forth into the world and make the steps and changes that you feel are necessary. These ideas are relevant in and of themselves, but what makes this even more interesting in the context of Wan Buddhism is that Joanna is a scholar of Buddhism. Buddhism. Without reading her books, you can see where she can, came up with her active hope framework. She starts with recognizing that we, what we are grateful for. In one Buddhism theory, we talk about the four graces serving as the jumping off point for motivation of practice. Chief among them, or at least uh, the first of the four listed, is the grace of heaven and earth. Put very simply, we can't live without great, the grace of heaven and earth. So we are motivated to do all that we can to sustain it. The Wan Buddhism scriptures have enumerated many ways that we can show our gratitude back to heaven and earth. One way is to model ourselves like the system. The natural laws of the earth are predictable, reliable, sustaining, and impartial. And once we are aware of them, we can practice them in our own lives, or we can practice those same principles. There is a reason why many, so many indigenous cultures venerate heaven and earth as a deity unto itself. Here we are saying, be like heaven and earth, predictable, reliable, sustaining, and impartial. Joanna Macy's second major step in the active hope model is to honor our pain for the world. How does this correspond to Buddhist training? To me, this is mindfulness. Mindfulness is facing each moment as it arises. In John Kabat-Zinn's um, words, this is full catastrophe living. We should recognize the value in the discomfort you are feeling in the moment as much as we see the positive things that might be going on. We must pause and assess the negative things that are happening to correct what's wrong. This is, as, this is opposed to escaping from our problems in the thousands of ways that we normally do. For our retreat, we were facing what bothered us or caused us pain in the context of climate change. One of, one of these things is the inescapable fact that we have about eight years to reduce our emissions so that we don't exceed the 1.5 degree increase in temperature from pre-industrial times. <clears throat> this is the goal set by the world in the Paris Climate Agreement of 2016. This information can be overwhelming, but we must open the doors of our mind to be aware of them. Being aware of the science underlying 
climate change is related to the second path of the threefold path, inquiry into facts and principles. We know through listening to the respected scientists and by doing our own study that rising carbon levels in the atmosphere is the cause of increased temperatures worldwide. The rising temperature is in turn melting glaciers, changing weather patterns, and going further to eradicate whole species and causing migration and starvation of human beings, along with many other painful effects. By being like nature itself, we can look at these climate problems from an objective and non-judgmental mind, seeing them as they truly are. The solutions are not hard to come up with, although they might not be easy to implement. The solution is to stop burning fossil fuels and to switch to renewable power sources. This all relates to the fourth act of hope step, which is going forth and enacting the changes that you envision. In one Buddhist language, this is the third prong of the threefold path, mindful choice and action. So we can see how the act of hope framework matches up nicely with the Wan Buddhism framework. The second activity we did during our retreat was another written exercise that was related to that fourth step of the act of hope model going forth. During this one, we wrote our thoughts relating to three questions onto three corresponding circles. The three questions are, what brings you joy is number one. Two, what are you good at? And three, what needs to be done? The three circles were written to intersect in the form of a Venn diagram. In the center of the diagram, you would write the activities that overlap into those three domains. Everyone usually says that if you do what you love, then you're usually good at that. So it might be easy to find an overlap between those two circles. But the next part is to recognize what needs to be doing. And if you Google climate action then, you'll find a description of this process and a TED talk that goes along with it. Our facilitator then had us look at our charts and talk about a few actions that we would commit to more moving forth after the retreat. In my case, I had several items that fell into the middle of my Venn diagram. I'm in the process of refurbishing a house, so my activity would be to try to electrify it as well. So this idea is kind of fun, gives me joy. Uh, I'm enjoying the envisioning practice of what the house might be like when we're finished. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm, I'm any good at the physical process of doing it, but I enjoy working with the designers and who are my brother-in-law and an architect friend. And, but I found that, the, that part of my house remodel fell into that third circle, however, what needs to be done. Here's where awareness comes into play. Since the house is, is almost a complete remodel, it will need new appliances, heating and cooling and insulation. Therefore, I have a perfect chance to make the house net zero. Net zero means that operating the house won't send any additional carbon into the atmosphere. At the end of our weekend 
we had a session to to look at how we wanted to move forward with this process and awareness. Our retreat was made up of nine people. We decided that we would make up some type of online forum where we would keep track of our successes and failures while we move through our climate change goals, which you might even call vows in the context of uh, Buddhism. This reminded me of the of the way that the founder of Wan Buddhism, Sotasan, had originally set up what were called Kyohanan groups, which are learning groups and in, originally intended to be um, uh, 10, 10 members with a leader and nine members. The purpose of the Kyohadan group is to, quote, put our hearts together and act in concert to rectify the ways of the world, end quote. The number 10 was meant to symbolize, symbolize the eight compass directions as well as up and down. But aside from the symbolism, 10 people is a manageable group where we can work comfortably together and be heard. And the idea is, is not just to, to pray and meditate for change, but to enact it in our civic lives in a systematic and purposeful way. So we discussed how these groups could propagate, where each group monitored their own set of goals, which you, can, you could call a mindfulness journal sharing if, if you wanted to in, in Buddhist context. Down the road, these groups of 10 could also share their accomplishments with the other groups of 10 through a network of information sharing. So in this way, we could have a grassroots method to share the process and learn from each other. I should say that this is just one proposal about how our alpha group was going to move forward and we're still deciding on next steps. But that is the question we, we all have now. Where do we go from here? As I started to mention, there are practical things we can do now. First, you can start electrifying everything as much as possible and within the time frame of the life cycle of your appliances, cars, and furnaces. You can investigate heat pumps, for example, instead of using gas furnaces and air conditioners. They have become much, much more efficient in recent years. You can think about getting solar panels on your house or by joining a community solar farm. Finally, there are many financial incentives available at the federal, state, and local levels to help you transition. You can go to rewiringamerica.org to see a calculator of what you can be saving. So we're finally at the point where we can have a win-win by spending less money while saving the planet. And there's much more to talk about here. Uh, there are many people who are devoting themselves toward helping you and I walk through the steps to get closer to a net zero life. There are many online resources as well. We can recommend books to read, etc. So if anybody wants to talk more about this process or any ways doing something similar about climate change and maybe perhaps wants to join a group like ours to work together with others, please feel free to contact me. Thank you. Thank you.